Letters from a Lonely Flyboy is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to another episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy, where my brother Clint and I will share letters from our father, Air Force pilot Chuck Cathcart, to our mother Renee in the early 1960s. These letters were written while our father was stationed in Osan, South Korea for 12 months. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Letters from a Lonely Flyboy. I am Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Thank you for continuing to join us as we continue this journey described by our father from his letters home. The letters in this episode begin on September 3rd, 1961, and Clint is going to read letter number 22. Okay, so this letter is dated uh, September 3rd, Sunday. It says, hi, honey. Had dinner with Don McCants tonight. He got over here on alert. He's over here on alert until Thursday. He has lost an awful lot of weight. Too much, I think. Makes him look about 50 years old. Same old guy, though, and it was really nice seeing him. He's trying to find out if I'm really dead as far as the job on the alert pad is concerned. They've been at, at Inazuki about five months and are still living in Japanese housing. They're not very happy about it, but it would be two years for him if he decided to leave his family home. He sends his best to you. Don't get to see him, much of him because of the alert status. The pilots even sleep on the line. He's a squadron ops officer at Itazuki. Got my iced coffee going now. Bought a plastic bottle at the BX and keep it full of coffee in the refrigerator. Trying to get things reorganized. But I guess I'm just beyond being content in this kind of arrangement. Completely bored, too. Doing a lot of reading and sleeping. Got three letters from you today. You didn't have to rush getting the box of things off. And I guess I forgot to tell you, I don't want that suit or the white shirts. Just don't foresee any need for what I have here uh, already. Sports shirts are fine in the club unless they change the rules, and the house girl keeps almost everything clean by day by day. It's good that Dick is so close to school, but I too was under the impression that he would start the ninth grade. Try not to let the situation get you down. I'm hoping that something will work out. Your mother, I mean. I know it must be crowded, and that only make, and that only makes it uh, much harder. 
what the devil did Carl give them that fifty dollars for? I have to. I'll have to ask. Have a talk with him. No, Hawkins doesn't get here too often. Once every couple of months or so. I can't believe that 70% of the tread is gone from that tire. I think you'd be wise to check Sears, etc., and watch for sales. Tell old Dink uh, to do good at the football, but also to use a little caution. It's still a pretty hard game. I know what you mean. Try not to think about this and the time yet to go. I keep telling myself it's all a function of time and that it will pass, but it is hard to do. Sure would be easier if I could keep interested and occupied. <laughs> It's worse than last time in this job because there's too much free time. Would rather work 12 hours a day. I love you. See. Boy, I bet he'd rather work 12 hours a day. So uh, one of the first things he mentioned is uh, Don McCants, who's over here on alert status. Does he mean um, at the base where dad is or just over in Osan? No, he's um, he's down at... Um, I can't remember now which base, but it, it's just south of of where they are, uh, south and east. Um, uh, McCants is the squadron commander of the uh, F-100 squadron that's stationed at um, Japan, in Japan, at Inazuki. Mm -hmm. And um, they have a contingent. Part of their squadron is uh, always on alert at, um, uh, in Korea, Um uh, but they um, they have to send over somebody to manage it because Butler's getting ready to leave, and that was the job that Dad had hoped to move into. But right now, nobody knows the status of that if if anything's going to happen, and that's how he that's what he's referring to when he says he's trying to find find out if I'm already dead as far as the job on the alert pad is concerned. They have an alert pad there; those airplanes are stationed in Japan. Um, but they have some of them will rotate into Korea for a time and be on alert. Twenty four hour alert is what they what they do. Okay. All right. Thanks. Um so things are pretty interesting at home trying to enroll you in the wrong grade and uh with the grandma yeah. driving mom crazy. Yeah, mom and dad got down there and um we had a lot of um oh kind of distant relatives, cousins of um, mom's mother, okay. Um, living in and around Phoenix. There used to be a bunch of those people in Phoenix. Um, uh, they had a business there, a cattle ranch and what have you. Uh, and anyway, so mom got a hold of some of the uh, junior cousins and said, hey, you know, um, um, I'm Dink, uh, me, uh, her son, was. I'm coming to um, Phoenix. I'm going to be in the ninth grade, going to be in high school and, you know, see if you can, uh, see if they could, give me a hand, uh, get me settled or what have you. <laughs> then when I got down with grandma, um, from, we came from Montana. Um, I had to explain to mom that, no, I wasn't going to the ninth grade. I would probably just go ahead and go on the eighth grade rather than skip it. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, um, also, a note for Grandma, I don't know if you caught that, but it's that, it says, 
and the paragraph says, try not to let the situation uh, get you down. I'm, I'm hoping that something will work out. Yeah. Your mother, I mean. I know it must be crowded. So grandma lived in, with us in this two-bedroom apartment oh. temporarily. They did find her a place. Okay. Mom, I guess, mom and Carl okay. uh, found her a place. And she had her own little apartment there. But it, but it didn't happen uh, immediately it happened, uh, you know, after a time. Yeah. So they didn't do well lay, living on top of each other. I know that. No, no. And, and so, we'd already done, we'd already done that in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So dad's really upset that uncle Carl gave someone $50. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. I, I don't know what that, um, um amounts to. It might've been like a deposit for an apartment. I, I'm not sure what it was. Um, okay. but I think, okay. I think dad felt like it was their response, mom and dad's responsibility, not Carl's. Carl's of course was a cousin of grandma's. Right. Okay. Thank you. Um, we yeah. don't know who Hawkins was. He talks <clears throat> about, uh, didn't get to see him very often. He, I can't remember. Um, I can look back at some of the letters. Um, he, um, um, I, I, I think he's in the command chain there. And, um, so he, he doesn't get over there all that often from Japan. So, um, or well, he, he might've been stationed in Korea. I'll have, like I say, I'll have to look back at some of the letters, earlier letters. And, um, uh, he would of course have some input as to how that office was running or, or not. Okay. And again, he expresses his thoughts about being away, which we get just about every letter now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they, it wasn't, to dad, it didn't really make any sense. It wasn't a war or anything. It was just, you know, a, a general uh, assignment and a, and a bad one, he thought, at that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so he, um, he, you know, he just was struggling trying to understand the need for him to be in Korea. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Okay, I am going to go on now and read letter number 23. Okay. Monday, 4 September. Hi, honey. Well, it's been another dandy day. It's another day gone, though, so it wasn't a total loss. Forced myself to stay in bed until about 8.30. Had a handy-dandy, did my little exercises, and then had breakfast and read till about 1 p.m. Decided to try the driving range. Walked down about a mile with my clubs and found a sign, closed, too wet. I walked back, read all afternoon along with a quart of iced coffee. Had two martinis on the rocks, homemade, a hamburger at the snack bar, and here I am with another handy-dandy. Bought some gin, a dollar a fifth, and vermouth, a dollar forty-five. And decided to stay out of the bar at the club. I haven't been closing the place or anything, but see an awful lot of people with what looks like perpetual hangovers. I don't feel like I want to join that crowd. Have to hit the library again tomorrow on my last book now. Looks like we're in for some more rain tonight. Thunderstorms. Here there's another typhoon heading for Japan. And these are probably some of the effects. Very windy, too. I don't think I answered your question about the Suida. They do have it here in the BX, at least most of the time. I have a three or four bottle supply. If I start to run short and the BX runs out, I'll let you know. Sure do appreciate the radio the guy gave me. Didn't know how much I would. 
news and music and a couple of programs worth listening to. It's not much comfort, but I will be back on my way or on my way back um, a year from today. Wow. It's better than 13 months, but that's about all I can say for it. Just proves one thing. As I said last night, time passes. No mail today, but I'm not sure there was any at all due to the holiday. Haven't heard anything from John Butler or Don McCants, so I guess it's a dead issue. Naturally, I think it's a mistake, but that's the way it goes. From the news, I guess Dink and your mother got through Yellowstone just in time. I hear there were several passes blocked by snow. Sure miss you, all of you. Mean that both ways. I love you. C. So Dad mentions Handy Dandy. It, to me, it kind of sounded like oh, he's having a soda or something. Is that what that is? No. Sometime late 50s, I guess, um, uh, early, very early in, in the 60s, uh, somebody came out with a little uh, electrical coil that you plugged into the wa uh, wall. It was bent. Um, it had an elbow in it. So you could put it in a cup of or a mug of coffee warm up just that water without, you know, we didn't have microwaves in those days. Right, right. So you didn't have to heat a whole pot of water, and then you could make uh, instant coffee. So okay. that's what, and I don't know, I don't recall that it was called a handy-dandy. I know that mom and dad called them handy-dandies because they thought they were really handy. Yeah, well, they must have been. So sure. here he has to walk a mile to the driving range with his golf clubs and find out it's closed. <laughs> he yeah, must not have been too wet. happy about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. So dad talks a lot about alcohol in this letter. You know, it's got to be hard for him to stay out of the club. I doubt seriously he wants to just go back and sit, you know, in his little box, you know, after work every day by himself. But he also doesn't want to be, spending every night, you know, drinking with the boys either. That's got to be tough. Yeah. Um, and then I, it's kind of interesting to, to, to read that because the prices are, are pretty, <laughs> and the prices in class six stores, because there was no tax for the military, right. uh, were always less, but um, it, it's pretty interesting to see that. But I think um, as we'll note, um, as the letters go by, once he gets like, um, uh, the music to listen to once he gets, because um, I think he talks about the radio here. Right, that's got to be um, it. Pretty soon. And um, once he gets the stereo equipment, starts making tapes, and once he has the projector and can watch the home movies, um, he, you know, he, he has more to fill his time. And I think part of this is the fact that if he buys the alcohol himself, he can make one or two drinks, and then that would be it. He doesn't have anybody else to talk to. He's right. not going to just sit around and keep drinking. Right. Yeah, and the radio's got to be – that's really his only source of entertainment besides his library books right now and, and golf, if he can do it. So, yeah, that's got to come in really handy. Oh, yeah. He mentions you and Grandma driving through Yellowstone. Did you guys see any snow there? I don't recall seeing any snow. Um, we – when when Grandma and I left Montana, we we basically uh, weaved back and forth through the western United States, hitting most of the parks. We went to uh, Crater of the Moon in Idaho. We went to um, 
uh, Yellowstone. I think we went over to Yosemite. We got over to Bryson Zion. We went to Grand Canyon. Um, I, I, I guess she was giving me a tour of, of the park system. I don't remember what the rationale there was, but we weren't in a big hurry to get down to Arizona. So it, it worked out pretty neat. Okay. Well, that's good. And now, Clint, uh, would you go on and read letter number 24? Okay. Let's see here. Um, so this letter is dated um, uh, 5 September. Okay. Okay. Um, and let's see. Make sure I've got – I'm, I'm trying to make sure I've got the right one. I'm, I'm – um, yeah. Okay, yeah, five so it's well, 5 yeah. September, This is and it reads, Hi, honey, here it is, the 5th of September. I'll be home a year from tonight. Wow. Again, it doesn't sound like much, but the people who arrived today are that much farther behind me. Mm-hmm. Got two letters today. I'm still getting the most mail of anyone in the office. The box 131 is not a personal box, but it's for the whole section. They would rather f- refer to it as a directorate but I can't see why probably shouldn't write at all tonight feeling sort of bitter about the job and no prospects of a change. Keep telling myself that the pay is the same, but that doesn't quite do it. Maybe I'll settle down pretty soon. Sure. Spend a lot of time pacing the floor. Can't afford it either. So I have to quit. (laughs) If Firestone seems to be the best deal, go ahead. I'm still going to write them 70% of tread for the amount of time that particular tire was on the car doesn't speak too well for their product. Mm-mm. I'm glad you sent Carl's address. Thought I had mentioned his letter. I had have had an awful lot of on my mind, but we'll try to do better now. Don McCants called me today. Seems they have an LC Lieutenant Colonel pegged for Butler's job, but the eighth wing people are not sure he is acceptable to them. I've given up. And if anything, Further comes of the whole thing, it would be a big surprise to me. Dink cooking steak sounds real good to me. There's no real shortage of meat here, but the quality in both the meat and method cooking is sadly lacking. It is cheap, though. Glad to hear old Dink is still interested in the piano. I have been a little worried that he might lose interest. Tell him to keep it up. I really think he'll be glad he did in the long run, if for no other reason than his own personal amusement. That damn Coleman should have had those records there a long time ago. They could be at the folks, but I'll bet he didn't get them off. Jeff can handle it if he will. Your theater tickets sound real good. I sure hope you both enjoy them. I know you will, if your large friend will just cooperate. (laughs) They are still trying to get the painting of your little friend to me to suit me. It's not bad, but they are missing something. Can't put my finger on it, but it's important. Maybe I'm expecting too much. I'm supposed to get it on Saturday. Sure miss you and your friends. I love you, C. All right. So he uh, he sure is disappointed about his news on the job. He talks about um, doing a lot of pacing back and forth, but can't afford it, so he has to quit. <laughs> well, I think he means he's going to wear out his shoes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> have to buy new shoes. Oh, I just thought that was so funny. Oh, yeah. uh, so now you're cooking and playing the piano. Well, apparently, yeah, I did. Um, we must have had a grill, I guess, and maybe I uh, 
was beginning to learn how to try to grill meat on outside. I don't know. I doubt that I was any good at it. Um, and the piano thing was interesting because that's a carryover from the previous assignment when we were in Virginia when he was stationed at Langley. Um, a friend of mine, I don't know, um, played or was learning to play the piano, and I just thought that was the cat's meow. And so um, I decided I need to learn it. And they, they got a piano. I don't think they bought it. I don't recall. Yeah. Um, and probably had it moved out to uh, Arizona. And apparently I am still uh, plinking around on it. Um, I can tell you for sure that it isn't going to last much longer. Um <laughs> I, I, um, I did get, I did get bored with it. I, mom's sister could play by ear. If you could give her an idea how a song would sound, uh, she could sit down and play it for you on the piano. Um, I wanted to, to learn that there's either were no people teaching that, or it's probably very difficult to try to teach. At any rate, I was working off of uh, sheet music and that got kind of boring, but yeah, that can get old quick if you're not interested in it. Yeah. So do we know who Coleman is or Jeff and what the records are I, that he's talking about? I just, no, I cannot come up with that. Some sort of records, and I have no idea what they might be, um, were supposed to be forwarded to um, uh, mom or sent to mom. He takes a guess that maybe it, there was a mistake in the, and they were sent to his folks' house, which would have been an address that he would have given people uh, before they actually settled, settled on the apartment. Um, but he's guessing now that the guy didn't get them uh, go get them in the mail or get them shipped out to to uh, either his folks' house or to the our apartment in, in Phoenix. And he says that Jeff can handle it if he will. And again, I'm struggling because I don't know who Jeff would be either. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode now. Thank you so much for listening. And please join us next time when we find out how dad handles the situation involving a pilot that really shouldn't be flying. Um, We'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach us at Lonely Flyboy on Instagram. And we also have a new email address. Letters from a lonely flyboy at gmail.com. So if you have comments or um, any feedback for us at all, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Thank you so much for listening. We would love your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy.